Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Ball Pit. Now, it has been a little while since I've recorded an episode of The Ball Pit, and I want to give you guys a little explanation to that before we dive into today's episode. So, for a while, I've had some ear problems. I've, I've had them since I was probably about two or three years old. I used to get massive ear infections, and it just wasn't fun for little Ben. I got some ear tubes. I got that all cleared out. As I've started to get older, I've started to have more problems with my ears. So I had a problem with my ear probably around a week and a half ago or maybe a week ago, and it became hard to hear. And as anybody who has recorded or spoken anything knows, it's really hard to record yourself speaking when you can't hear yourself speak that well. So I waited for that to clear up. I went to the ear doctor. We got it all fixed up can hear perfectly again and I am ready to get back into the ball pit. Now I will be getting back to my regular upload schedule. We'll have new episodes every Monday and Friday. So obviously today's Monday so I'll be recording this episode now. But I hope you guys are excited. Today's episode is the intro to the MLB season. We're just about a month away from opening day for the MLB. I couldn't be more excited. This is my favorite sport out of all the sports I will cover. I am just so thrilled to see that the MLB is finally coming back. I couldn't be more excited for this season. So let's dive in. First off, we're going to look at some teams that are guaranteed to be successful and some playoff ready teams that are looking to potentially go further this season than people are forecasting. But first, we're going to go with the teams that are guaranteed to be successful. And first off, that is the Dodgers. I don't think this is a surprise to anybody. They always seem to have one of the best offenses in baseball, regardless of who's on their team. Now, they did lose Trey Turner. He went to the Phillies this offseason, and he was one of the best offensive players in baseball last year. So that's definitely going to be a little bit of a hit to their offense. They've still got Freddie Freeman. They've still got Cody Bellinger. They've still got pitchers like Julio Urias and Clayton Kershaw. They're still an insanely well-rounded team. They're still going to be one of the best. I think everybody's forecasting them to have over 100 wins once again, and I'm right in that boat with them. And with that team that always does good, we have the Astros. They still have Jordan Alvarez. Jeremy Pena is proving that he is one of the best young stars in MLB. Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman are right there with him. Really solid hitters, even better defenders. The Astros are undoubtedly the best team in baseball. I don't think anybody will argue that point. Maybe not most talented, but definitely best overall. And then number three, the team that absolutely sold everything to try and get a World Series this year, the San Diego Padres. They have been one of the most active teams in the MLB this offseason. Everybody's expecting them to be good, to be very good, and even rival the Dodgers for the top spot in their division. And again, I'm right with them. I think this Padre team is going to be amazing. They're giving me flashes of the 2021 Los Angeles Rams. Totally stacking the box in free agency, willing to do anything and everything to get that World Series trophy. I think they're going to do really well this year. We also have the New York Yankees again. Another team that always seems to be really successful. They've got aces like Jarrett Cole and Nestor Cortez to back him up. They've got Aaron Judge, who is the best offensive player in MLB breaking the AL home run record last season. Again, there's really no argument here. They are just so good on offense, so overpowered, 
Aaron Judge is the offense, if we're being completely honest. But they have one of the best pitching staffs in MLB. They have a high-powered offense. This is just a really, really good team. And then we have the Mets. They have Francisco Lindor. They have Jeff McNeil. They picked up Justin Verlander. They have Edwin Diaz as one of the best relief pitchers in the game. This team should make a deep run to the playoffs, but we all know the Mets are going to met. You never really know with this team, but I'm really excited to see how how they do this year. And then finally, now this might come as a little bit of a surprise to everybody. I have the Cleveland Guardians. We saw last year that they are the youngest team in the MLB, and they still made a deep run in the playoffs. That just proves to me that this team is already playoff ready, and they're just going to continue to get better and better and better as their players get more experience playing in the MLB. I think they're going to be very successful this year. And now we're going to move on to some playoff caliber teams, not quite to the point of these other teams, but are definitely ready to rival them either this year or in the years coming. Number one, we have the Mariners. Again, a pretty young team. They've got the Rookie of the Year, Julio Rodriguez. They've got Cal Rally. They just signed Tiscar Hernandez. They've got Ty France. Really solid team. I, I mean, the offense is definitely the highlight here, but they also have Luis Castillo. They have Paul Seawald. They have Andres Munoz. I mean, just another really well-rounded team in a very, very stacked AL West division. I'm really excited to see how that divisional race plays out. And number two, we have the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, I know I'm going to get some rioting here because all Philadelphia fans are saying, well, we went to the World Series last year. Why are we just a playoff caliber team? Why aren't we one of the best teams in the MLB? First off, no one really expected to see the Phillies do as well as they did last year. And I think they might go with a little bit of a World Series hangover this year. Bryce Harper's still going to be really good. I don't know how well Trey Turner is going to fit in. Now, if he fits in how Phillies fans are hoping that he does, this will be one of the best teams in the MLB, especially on offense. But I'm just not really sure if he's going to find the same success in Philadelphia that he did in Los Angeles with the Dodgers. But still a very solid team. Can't wait to see their future. The Blue Jays. Now, they lost some crucial pieces, especially with Teoscar Hernandez, which was one of their best players in the outfield and one of their best players in the playoffs. And then finally, we have the Cardinals. They've got Paul Goldschmidt. They've got Nolan Arenado. They've got Tommy Edmond. <laughs> I mean, what more could you ask for from this team? Maybe a little bit of pitching, but who needs pitching when you've got an offense like this? Tommy Edmond is honestly one of the best hitters in the game and I don't see him getting enough credit he had a whole bunch of home runs last year he's insane with getting doubles and triples and RBIs he's young he's an absolute stud I'd like to see more respect put on Tommy Edmond's name now maybe I'm a little bit biased because I was a fantasy owner of Tommy Edmond and he did give me a lot of points this this past season I also have him as a keeper but This Cardinals team is very good, especially defensively. Nolan Arenado and Tommy Edmond are very high in outs above average, which is one of my favorite statistics to track how good defensive players are. Both are insanely above the MLB average. 
and I expect them to be right on par with that this coming year. First off, we're going to go with best defensive teams. Now, as we go through this list, I want to tell you guys that this is in no particular order. These are not rankings. So please consider that as I go through this list. These are not rankings. First, we have the Dodgers with Freddie Freeman, Cody Bellinger, and Will Smith leading this off. Will Smith is a top five catcher in the MLB. Cody Bellinger, now he's fallen off a little bit of a cliff since he was insane in 2017 and 2018, but he's still a really solid outfielder. And Freddie Freeman, of course, is still a top infielder. Next, we have the Orioles. Nobody gives credit to the Orioles. They almost made the playoffs this year. If they weren't in such a hard division, they would have made the playoffs. They were better than some of the NL teams that made the playoffs. It happens, but I think the Orioles are going to be really good this year. We need to look at Adelie Rutschman, George Mateo, and Adam Frazier. George Mateo is very high in outs above average. Adelie Rutschman is like a brick wall as a catcher. Nothing gets by that man. And he's really good at his third seconds as well. Now, probably the best team here on this list is the Astros. They've got Jeremy Pena, Kyle Tucker, and Alex Bredman. All these guys are pretty high on the outs above average spectrum. And they all have very good success rates when it comes to fielding averages. So these guys are as solid as it gets. But one player on the Astros that has actually become one of the worst fielders in history is Jose Altuve, especially during the 2020 and 2021 seasons. He had one of the worst success rates in fielding and one of the worst fielding averages. So that makes for a bad outs above average. That makes for a bad defensive run saved. It's really surprising to see how far he's fallen, but I think he's going to come back a little bit this year and be that Jose Altuve we all know and love. Now, I also have the Guardians here with Stephen Kwan, Josh Bell, and Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez is one of the most talented third basemen in this league. High success rate. Very good with defensive runs saved. Now, Josh Bell, he's a little bit of an interesting case. He has on years. He has off years. I think he's going to have an on year this year. I think he's going to be a very good player. And Stephen Kwan, arguably... Top three for rookie of the year last year, in my opinion. He's only going to get better. Really, really solid out in left field. This guy is just incredible. Now, again, one of the best teams on this list. I may even put them above the Astros, and that's the Atlanta Braves. We've got Travis Darnod, Ozzy Albies, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Now, of course, Ronald Acuna Jr. didn't play that much this year because of his injury. And Ozzy Albies missed a lot of the late half of the season due to an injury to his foot. So two of these guys, I mean, don't really have the best defensive metrics on paper because they didn't play for a lot of the year. But I'm not going to hold that against them because I know from previous years that they're two of the best defenders in the league. And Travis Darnold, I mean, what more can you ask for in a catcher? Really good save rate. Really good success rate when it comes to throws to second or third. He's just the best of the best. But now we're coming to, honestly, my favorite defensive team here, the St. Louis Cardinals. Tommy Edmond and Nolan Arenado, the two highest out above average guys I have on this entire list. 
And then, of course, we also have Paul Goldschmidt there, too. The second best offensive player, I will say, on the Cardinals. I think Nolan Arenado has him beat there. And a really solid first baseman. All have above average fielding rates and success rates. These guys are only going to get better as the years come on. We're also going to look at pitching statistics here. First off, we've got the Yankees. Jared Cole, Nestor Cortez, and the new pickup of Carlos Rodon. This is going to be a very fun team to watch pitching. Jared Cole was one of the best pitchers in terms of home runs off of him and earned run average. Now, and same goes to Nestor Cortez for a relief pitcher. Kind of fell off at the end of the season, but still really solid. We've also got the New York Mets on this list as well. Max Scherzer, Edwin Diaz, and of course, the biggest pickup, Justin Verlander. I've got very high expectations for this Mets team, especially for this Mets pitching, considering the firepower. Now, will Justin Verlander start to show his age in New York? I don't really have an answer for that, but it seems to be with just players across any sport. Once you get old and then you go to another team, it seems like your career starts to die then. Besides someone like LeBron James, you know, he bounces around and he's incredible everywhere. But Washington Wizards, Michael Jordan wasn't the same as Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. Buccaneers, Tom Brady wasn't really the same as Patriots, Tom Brady. Mets, Justin Verlander. I don't know if he'll be the same as Astros, Justin Verlander. Just not sure. I think he is going to start to show his age a little bit. Still be a really solid pitcher. I mean, I don't doubt that he's going to be good this year, but he's definitely going to have an off year compared to what he did last year. Edwin Diaz, he's going to prove that he is the best relief pitcher in MLB. People were doubting him last year, especially towards the end of the season. I don't really get the hate. I mean, he's just good. He's talented. He's got a really good earned run average. Now, he does give up a decent amount of hits and walks as well. But, you know, it's going to happen sometimes. And, of course, Max Scherzer, again, didn't really see a lot out of him last year. But I think he'll find a good home in New York. Next up on this list is the Mariners. We've got Luis Castillo. One of the best pitchers in earn run average, but one of the worst pitchers in total hits. I believe he had around 180 hits this season. And following up, we've got Logan Gilbert on the Mariners. He's a young guy. He's cracked out of his shell a lot last year. Got his ERA down a whole lot. Got his walk percentage down a whole lot from last from two years ago. This guy's just going to continue to improve. And of course, one of the best relief pitchers in MLB, Andres Munoz. I don't think anybody disagrees with with me here. He's top three, maybe even top two. I don't know. But the man is talented. He's got some nasty pitches in his arsenal. I think he's going to continue to prove that he is top tier. All right, next on this list, we've got the Houston Astros. We've got Valdez, Garcia, and Presley. All these guys are insanely good pitchers. Now, I don't really have to go into much here because we all saw how they pitched against the Mariners in the postseason and again against Philadelphia. We know that Philadelphia had one of the best offenses in the league last year. So to see this Astros bullpen totally shut them down with people like Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper, it just proves how good they are. And it's kind of hard to pick 
a top three or a top five because their bullpen runs so deep. I don't want to single out some people as better than others because they're all on that level. And we could see breakouts in any single one of the players in the Houston bullpen this year. And lastly, we've got the Los Angeles Dodgers starting off with Julio Urias, one of the leaders in Cy Young voting. Honestly, he would have gotten my vote. He just doesn't get enough press attention for pitchers like Justin Verlander, for example. Just there's not enough coverage for him there. I I think he really proved himself to be a top pitcher. He was top 10 in ERA. I believe he was top 10 in whip as well. He's just all around a really solid guy, and he's young too. He's not 37, 38 years old like Justin Verlander. So hopefully he keeps his pace up and he's in it for the Cy Young this year. Clayton Kershaw. Now, again, he was injured last year, so didn't see a lot of production out of him. I can't really provide any statistics for him since he was injured. That'd just be too lopsided. And they also picked up Alex Reyes, who was a very good relief pitcher for the Cardinals last year. Again, I expect him to keep that pace and be good, if not better, for the Dodgers this year. Can't wait to see how that guy continues to improve his game. I think he's only 27 or 28 years old, so he should be good for a lot of years to come. So excited for all these teams. I am so excited to see the MLB start. March 30th is opening day for the MLB. Hope you guys will be tuning in. But that is the end of the ball pit, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this introduction to the MLB season as it is right around the corner, as crazy as it may seem. On Friday, I will have Around the Pit news for you guys to listen to. So stay tuned, and I will see you guys on Friday.